morning, everybody. Wow, it's hot out here. It's got to be at least 80 degrees already here at the ocean. What's up, Brian Bernard? And Josh Wells and Paul Yates and Vinny. What's up, Vinny? What's going on, Justin Robo? And hey, Ben Purry, I was just texting back and forth with you. I met Ben Purry through Carl Ruiz. Uh, ben was the one that picked me up at the airport in, uh, where were we, Ben? San Francisco to drive up to Santa Rosa for the celebration of Carl's life and the uh, special edition of Guy's Grocery Games. And we've been friends ever since. Uh, Carl has introduced me to a lot of a lot of my new friends that uh, I still have to this day, thank God. I need an, uh, one last blast of summer before we move into the fall season and the pumpkin spice lattes. I got to say, I, uh, I was at the beer distributor. My beer distributor said, you know what, fuck beer. No one drinks beer anymore because of these stupid sorority girls and their white claws and their seltzers. So even I think Budweiser's making seltzers now. So all the all the beer I usually drink. Uh, hey, what's up, Billy DeTore? What's up, buddy? Welcome, welcome to the live stream. I like pointing out the regs. I like pointing out the people that support. I like pointing out the people that uh, download every episode of the Opie Radio Podcast. Sponsored by BlueChew.com. Promo code Opie O P I E to try it for free. So I'm at the beer distributor. Um, I like the line and Kugels. I like the uh, grapefruit line and Kugels. They just decided not to carry them anymore. Oh, I got a little caramel in my coffee this morning. Giving myself a little treat. So I go in there. They barely have any, like, uh, you know, uh, variety or flavorful beer. I like a little flavor in my beer. I like a little flavor in my women, too. Wow, wow. Um, anyway... I saw the uh, the pumpkin ales are coming in a little early. They're coming in hot. They're coming in a little early. Let's settle down a little bit. Let's take another loop or two in the sky before we land the pumpkin ales for the season. I know, Jessica Hudson, you, you throw a little shot of vodka in there to keep everyone honest. I understand. I understand how the seltzers work. And uh, I don't want to like them, but every once in a while I go, oh, what's this White Claw black cherry all about and i'm like oh my god this is delicious but uh the pumpkin spice and the pumpkin ales are coming in a little hot coming a little early but i said you know what why not there's nothing else here at the beer distributor so i picked up uh the line and kugels they have a pumpkin ale and carl taught me a long time ago that the pumpkin uh flavor is fake because if you really think about it, if you carved out a pumpkin, mushed it up, and put a little sugar on it, no one's eating that. It's garbage. But anyway, I got the line and Kugel, and then I saw a stupid Sam Adams has one. And I'm like, you son of a bitch, Sam Adams, blowing me off back in 2002 after the sex for Sam. So I, I don't dip into the uh, Sam Adams in general. Every once in a while, though, I can't help myself because, god damn it, if it's not a good beer... Uh, so I saw the Sam Adams, and I, I picked up the Sam Adams, too. Guess what? They're both fucking delicious. Honestly, I think I like the Line and Kugels one a little better because it still has more of a beer taste. But, man, the Sam, the Sam, what accent is that, Ope? The Sam, the Sam Adams. It's like uh, drinking dessert. It's like drinking pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. It's really, really good. 
Pumpkin ale and frosted pint glass and honey cinnamon sugar rim perfection. What's up, Sean Rossler? I go to a local restaurant that does that shit. I ask for a pumpkin ale. They're like, would you like some cinnamon sugar on the rim of your glass? And I'm like, no, I'm not five. I just want a beer. Oh, okay. Sorry I asked. Actually, I tried. It's really fucking good. <laughs> ah, I need more coffee. Could someone get me a cup of coffee? Thanks. Oh, that's right. I have no one working for me anymore. <laughs> I got to do everything myself now. <laughs> Excuse me, could you get me some breakfast and I need another cup of coffee? Oh, right. I got to do all that now. I suck. Bezos, Jeff Bezos, his wife is now the richest woman in the world. What did she get? Does anyone remember? It was in the paper yesterday or something like that. I think she got something like $50 billion from the divorce from Jeff Bezos. $50 billion. He laughs at that. That's nothing to the guy. He's the only guy that got richer during the pandemic. Ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. And we all went to Amazon and we were ordering more stuff than usual from Amazon because we were scared to go into the stores, to go shopping. So we're like, you know what? I'm going to go on Amazon. And Jeff Bezos is like, that's right, you are. Ka-ching, ka-ching. He's just whacking off, looking at the numbers on his computer. He made a bloody fortune. And then he uh, had to give away, does anyone have the actual number? I think it was $50 billion to his his ex-wife. Uh, supposedly, she's very charitable. Who wouldn't be charitable? If you had $50 billion, let's, let's break this down. And you gave away $49 billion to charity. And everyone looks at you like, oh my God, you're... You're such a humanitarian. You're helping so many people around the world. Oh, my God. You could be the greatest human being ever. You still have $1 billion. Wasn't Paul McCartney the biggest divorce settlement in history? He's right up there. Paul McCartney's right up there. Phil Collins was right up there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh Paul McCartney had to give Heather Mills, I think, uh, just stupid money. You know, because she wrote yesterday, right? <laughs> I'm a feminist. I really am. But you talk to enough guys out there, and they get fucked when it comes to divorce. Why did Heather Mills get all that money? I understand making sure she's set for life, but she wasn't sitting there with John Lennon while Yoko was on his lap as they're trying to fucking put a Beatles record together. He did that. Crazy. It's nice and peaceful out here. There are fish in that ocean today. The cloudy days is when you get them. Because their eyes are sensitive or something? I don't know. Everyone looks at me like I'm an expert at fishing. I don't know shit. I think you catch more fish on a cloudy day because when the fish look up, the sun isn't blaring into their eyes. And we all know fish don't have eyelids, so maybe there's something to it. So on a cloudy day, they're able to look around more and they're able to look up at the surface of the ocean. And there's your little bait just dangling there helplessly. And they're like, ah, ha, ah, chunk, ah, chunk. Oh, hold on a minute. Let me go back to Billy. 
Love the Billy Dottori. Uh, Billy says, Billy used to work with Brother Weeze. He was his uh, producer for a million years. He's, he's very, very talented, and he really knows his music. I swear I'm telling the truth. Weeze paid more in child support to his second wife than Elvis Presley did to Priscilla. Oh, I know those stories, Billy. I don't doubt you for a second. Oh, boy, did my buddy Weeze get screwed in a divorce. Ah, let me just speak in general terms. Then there are people, they get a divorce, and they get uh, spousal support and child support, and some of that stuff goes away if you get remarried, and a lot of these ladies will uh, shack up with a guy that they know they want to be with for the rest of their lives and get married again, but they don't because the money train is choo-choo from the ex. Oh, you women can be sneaky at times. That's why I work on my peripheral vision all the time. I want to make sure I see you coming. Sarah, I might be a feminist, but the ladies in the divorce always get more than they deserve. My dad, I love Sarah, by the way. She's, I believe if this is the Sarah I'm thinking about, she's uh, uh, in Buffalo. My dad got screwed by my loony mom. She's a crazy one like yours. Oh, oh uh, yeah, it is Sarah from Buffalo. What's up, Sarah? That's why I talk about the crazy with uh, my mom. I've learned over the years that it's helped a lot of people. And it certainly has helped me just kind of getting it out there. I still got to read that letter from my dad. I was just kind of a little kid still, and my dad wrote this crazy-ass letter pretty much explaining everything. It's wild. I'll get that done. I got to get that done. I got to get uh, Tammy Pescatelli back on the podcast to talk about uh, how women lived back in the 50s. There was an article in Good Housekeeping magazine, and boy, was it terrible what the women were expected to do before their man got home from work. So I want to go through that with Tammy. I want to read the letter from my dad, and uh, I still got to get Judd Jones on to talk about The Last Waltz. And maybe we'll throw Billy DeTore on that episode, because he knows his music. Billy DeTore, give me one, one fun fact or one observation about The Last Waltz. Uh, Cody Zone goes, hell yes, to Billy on the uh, the podcast? Good, yeah, I like. I would like that. Uh, Levon hated The Last Waltz, Billy DeTore says. No kidding. I'll say it again, man. The night they drove old Dixie down from the last waltz, Levon Helm is just fucking belting it out. And I really believe it's one of the greatest vocals ever recorded live. Do yourself a favor. Blow off the rest of this Facebook Live. Go to YouTube. Put Levon Helm, last waltz, the night they drove old Dixie down. It'll give you chills if you've never heard it before. It's amazing. Uh, Billy DeTore, uh, the Muddy Waters performance almost didn't get filmed. Only one camera was rolling while others changed film, batteries, etc. The camera filming died the second Muddy finished. Wow, there you go. I did not know that. I know about Neil Young's Coke Booger. I'm, I'm happy you didn't hit me up with that one because that, that's like uh, basic Last Waltz uh, knowledge. But basically, Neil Young uh, had a giant Coke rock in his nostril. And after they saw the footage, after they filmed it, uh, Neil Young's people went to uh, Scorsese and said, um, yeah, you can't use Neil Young's performance because there's a giant coke booger that is very, very obvious. And that would be bad for Neil Young's image. So they spent, how much do you think they spent on that, uh, Billy? 
hundreds of thousands of dollars to digitally remove the coke rock or the coke booger from Neil Young's nose. And the technology wasn't that great back then. They got that done so they were able to um, keep Neil Young's performance in The Last Waltz. The, the documentary I want to see, but it's on HBO Max. I already spend 300 plus on cable a month. And now what? Is HBO Max a, 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 another channel I have to subscribe to? Does anyone know how that works? How is it that we spend all that money on, on cable and then it's like, oh, no, if you really if you want this or that, you're going to have to pay extra. Then, then what are we paying for? But uh, it's the Action Park documentary. There was a, um, an amusement park in Jersey called Action Park. And the owners were just crazy, man. And they would come up with new crazy things that people could do. And they didn't really test them like they test them now. They would basically go, oh, I think it'll work. And people would get hurt left and right. But when I was growing up, you wanted to go to Action Park. And now there's a documentary um, on, on that and how crazy it actually was. And I want to see it, but it's on HBO Max. And I just refuse to spend more money on cable. Unless I could get HBO Max. I don't even, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this works. Cable's on its way out. Yeah, I had, a, I had my uh, TV guy at the house here and one of my TVs went out. That's a giant Samsung. And he goes, yeah, this TV's shot. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm just thinking right away, oh, my God, I don't feel like spending hundreds, if not a, a thou or more on a new TV. And he saw the pain in my face. And he goes, dude, you can pick up that same TV more or less for like $200. He goes, TVs are ridiculously cheap now. I had no idea. I go, that's crazy. He goes, not really, man. If you think about it, anyone under the age of uh, let's say 25 they, they don't even watch TV anymore everything is right on their phone or their or their uh, their iPad they think TV is stupid they look at that archaic thing on your wall going how old are you because the younger people around us they look at you like that's like a rotary phone what are you doing with that on the wall that giant cumbersome thing Remember the giant big screens before the wall TVs came out? Well, I definitely remember all that. I told a story back in the day. I, um, you know, I started getting, making a little money with the radio show, and I decided to upgrade my TV. And I got, uh, at the time, a giant uh, TV. It was probably a 45-incher. And I know that sounds ridiculous now, but at the time, it was like, holy shit. It was luxury at its best. And I was living in um, New York City on the Upper West Side, which is now going to shit right around the corner from the Dakota, uh, about 50 feet away from a tiny little coffee shop that uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono used to go to every single day. Matter of fact, they, they kept the table that they used to sit at. Wouldn't you know, fast forward a bunch of years, uh, they can't make rent anymore. So... Uh, a hardware company took over this tiny, tiny coffee shop that no joke was there for like a hundred years. I've told this too. On the on the wall was all these celebrities from back in the day, and I swear you you didn't know any of them. They were opera stars and silent movie stars. It was it was a piece of New York history, and they couldn't afford the rent anymore because the scumbag landlords. So they sold out to a, a hardware store, and they didn't give a. F- Fuck, I guarantee they threw that table in the dumpster as they were building out their hardware store. But anyway, I lived really close to that. 
And uh, so my TV arrives, and two uh, NFL linebackers show up in my house with this giant box. It was before flat-screen TVs, but this was the state-of-the-art TV at the time. It was about a 45-inch uh, screen TV. It weighed, no joke, I would say three to 400 pounds. It was ridiculous how, how heavy this thing was. So they rolled it down three or four steps, the box, and rolled it all the way into my apartment and set this thing up. And I didn't have the balls to say a word because they were big and scary. And I'm like, thank you, guys. Thank you so much for delivering my TV. And I'm even just giving them cash. I'm giving them a tip. And I know damn well that's not the way they usually deliver TVs. But they're like, fuck this. It was probably the last delivery of the day. And they're like, this scumbag, rich asshole with this giant fucking TV, we're going to roll it into his apartment. And he ain't going to say a word. And guess what? They were right. All right, let me see. Uh, what is Blue Chew? Oh, my goodness. If you're asking what Blue Chew is, then you need the Blue Chew. Boing, 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 boing. We're talking about great sex. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. It's Blue Chew, B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Uh, Blue Chew, made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. And it's even cheaper than a pharmacy. Oh, my God. Imagine going to the pharmacy and waiting in line. You don't need to do that. They prepare and ship right to you in a discreet package. No awkwardness. And you don't need to leave the damn house. Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. You know, boing. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code OPIE. O-P-I-E. You just got to pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's Blue, B-L-U-E. BlueChew.com. Promo code OPIE. O-P-I-E. To try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help make this podcast possible and free. So check out BlueChew.com. Use the promo code OPIE. Thank you, Blue Chew. Let's go Islanders. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, I was texting back and forth with Bill Burr. Bill uh, texted me last night. And he goes, this was in the third period, I believe. He goes, uh, you think your Islanders are going to close out the Flyers tonight? And I wrote back, oh, Bill, you just jinxed it. But he knows I'm a big Islanders fan. So we were uh, we were laughing and texting back and forth. And, uh, and then he showed me uh, a picture of his two kids. I haven't seen the new one yet. And I'm like, God damn it, Bill. You're, you guys are making supermodels. And then I show my wife, and then she uh, she goes stunning, and then she goes, let's have a third kid. So then I go to Bill, Bill, because of your text message, now the Islanders are going to lose, and now I'm going to have a third kid. And I wrote, I'm too old for this shit. And he, he, he bust out laughing, so uh, <laughs> nice catching up. Oh, my God, look at these people just trying to get a nice spot on the beach in front of my goddamn house. 
I live here. Move over. Joyce says, go for the new baby, Joyce. I'm too old, but I'm also... Uh, I'm also a realist because a lot of people go, you know, it's not fair. It's really not fair to bring a child into this world when you're a much older person. And my thought is like, life is so fucking amazing. Who wouldn't want to be born, even if it's in terrible circumstances? Oh, it's not fair. They found this baby in a dumpster. That baby's like, thank you for giving me life. And, and I'm going to survive. And I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this experience. You can always adopt Sven. Yeah, I would adopt. I think I would adopt. I mean, I wouldn't adopt like, you know, like Woody Allen. That guy knew how to adopt. <laughs> Supposedly that's not even true. Supposedly, like, his his wife wasn't really, a, I don't know, she wasn't adopted when they were together, or I, I don't know. It's a bit confusing. I mean, I think Woody Allen's a creep, but I got to shut my mouth because I got I to gotta do a little uh, Wikipedia on Woody Allen. But supposedly his wife wasn't one of the kids they actually adopted when he was around or something. Does anyone know the story? Hey, Carol, what's up? I've been following Carol's uh, journey. That stupid hurricane hit her right in the taint. And then she's on on Twitter talking about digging a hole to take a shit. What the fuck, Carol? She's like, why didn't any of you guys tell me to dig a hole? Because she's trying to find a place to go to the bathroom. I think you could, you could only go to Walmart, right? But you guys got hit hard. Jeez. Be like your parents and have seven, eight, or nine kids. Man, if I was younger, I would easily have had, uh, well, I mean, my wife has a saying this, right? I would easily have four kids. You're icing your knee. Why are you icing your knee, Carol? Is that the only way you could get food down there? No, sorry. <laughs> I apologize because I know you're going through hell. But, I mean, you know, you, you find the comedy to kind of laugh a little bit, right? To try to get through these, these tough um, situations that hit you in life. All right, now my neighbor's waking up, and now I'm, I get a little shy when I see my neighbor on, on her deck. Because she doesn't know me in this way as the radio guy. Because as soon as I turn on the mic, I'm a little different. And then she looks like, what the fuck? That's not the person I know. Are you going to leave the Upper West Side? I think I'm going to. There's a Twitter account I'm following. It's getting a lot of attention. I think it's called, um, oh, man, you're going to have to look it up and look for the one that uh, has a lot of followers. But I think it's something like Save the Upper West Side or Save UWS. And wow, man, my neighborhood is taking a beating. They're posting all the time, and uh, oh, there's a ton of fish jumping to my right. Oh, my goodness. Why am I on this when I could be catching fishies? That has to be a school of bunker, which means there's some kind of fish underneath just chomping at them. Um, so this Twitter account, and I guess it's a Facebook group too, it's basically uh, more or less my neighborhood. People are telling their stories. Because uh, de Blasio, oh my God, for the people that think I'm, I'm woke, 
Some idiot uh, decided my new nickname is uh, Wokey or Wopey or some dumb name like that. Just total hack bullshit. Uh, I am here to say I dislike de Blasio immensely. Uh, a lot of people are moving out of New York City. But anyway, um, de Blasio decided to uh, put a lot of really disturbed homeless people. Not the homeless people that just need a break in life. You see those people on the streets of New York all the time. He decided the really bad, helpless cases, the extreme mentally ill, the ones that have major substance issues, uh, they need a place to stay during the coronavirus pandemic. And uh, he decided that they need to be in the really nice hotels of the Upper West Side. So he moved in a shitload of homeless people. And during the day, these guys are just wandering around, just causing havoc in my neighborhood. And it's kind of funny in uh, a certain extent because when you live on the Upper West Side, it's really liberal, man. Really liberal. And, and you find out uh, how liberal people really are when, when you got homeless people shitting on the street, uh, giving each other blowjobs, uh, shooting up. These are just some of the pictures that are on that Twitter account. Um, there's problems every single day on the Upper West Side, thanks to Mayor de Blasio. One of the best uh, blog posts, this lady, she was either in CVS or Dwayne Reed, somewhere around, uh, for the locals, like 78 and Broadway, somewhere up in, in that uh, area. And she's at the back of the store, you know, buying some stuff. And then all of a sudden she hears the workers at this uh, drugstore, let's just say, screaming, help, help, police, police, help, we need help. So she goes up front to the store and uh, there's a guy with a suitcase just unloading ice cream into his suitcase. And he knows the police aren't coming. And the workers had to just sit there and watch this guy clear them out of ice cream. And then he just casually just walks out of uh, the store with his uh, suitcase full of ice cream. <laughs> I live in this neighborhood, so I'm torn because the stories are amazing. But it's also like, what the fuck, man? This is where I live, you know? Uh, but there's stories like that every single day on the Upper West Side. Today alone, there's a, a big fat lady just with her butt exposed, bent over as she's taking a dump. I think that was on 72nd and West End. And then uh, I think it was last week, there was, a, there was a fine young lady just on her knees blowing a black homeless dude all in our neighborhood. So uh, this shit is getting wild. Yeah, Joyce knows. Okay, Joyce knows. Joyce Collin, there was a guy getting blown on the street. Yeah, and everyone's just taking pictures of, uh, of all this chaos and they're posting it on the Facebook page and uh, the Twitter account. It is not pretty at all. It's just sad. Oh, you're calling that lady that gave that guy a little uh, action a, a good Christian lady? <laughs> oh, my God. Hilarious. I am so torn because obviously I would love to just wander the streets and start doing some street videos again. But I got the two small kids, man. I'm in a different different stage of my life. I got I to gotta worry about my, my family first. But, man, I'm torn. I want to just go in there and just uh, kind of document some of the action. Would make for a great homeless shopping spree. Or, oh, my God. Could you imagine? Absolutely. Okay, there's the fish now. They are moving across the screen. They are jumping, man. That is a uh, pot of bunker. 
wow man and then you got uh then you got like a seagull like trying to rip one out of the out of the water and they will get that done by the way these birds are amazing all of a sudden I, i've talked about this on the live stream all of a sudden you'll just be on on the beach fishing or whatever and one of these birds will come back from the ocean with a a, a significant sized fish and the fish is in the air trying to swim, going, what the fuck just happened? I was in the water enjoying my life, and now I'm, uh, I don't know, two, 300 feet in the air stuck to this bird's claws. And then they fly over the houses and then go to some kind of nesting area and then devour the fish. It's pretty amazing. Nature in general is amazing. Uh, last night, it was just spectacular out here. I love love september um on the ocean like it just starts to get really really chill and i don't know if you guys saw where where you live but that moon last night was insane and it comes over comes up over the ocean and then there were like um there were three planets last night because you're away from the city lights so you really get to see the night sky um there were three planets that you could see last night as the moon was just shining bright kind of had almost like a reddish orange glow to it um mars was really bright last night for for my astronomers out there and then there were two other uh planets uh, i want to say uh help me out let's do this was it jupiter was it uh i think it was jupiter i'm gonna go jupiter and saturn along with mars was uh very visible last night uh support bluechew.com promo code opie o-p-i-e to try it for free uh, i think they're gonna continue with the podcast i think but it wouldn't hurt if we could get 10 of you to uh you know get some boners to push them over the edge to continue advertising on the opie radio podcast i need you to take one for the team like trump said to sarah sanders Oh, my God, they're trying to spin that Sarah Sanders, North Korean thing. And I laughed myself silly. And a lot of you guys know I'm not a big Trump supporter, especially what he's trying to do to New York now. He wants New York City to just rot. Um, but uh, what's his name? Kim Jong-un, right? Kim Jong-un. I guess uh, he winked at Sarah Sanders. And that's why... I that's why I love Trump because he's such an asshole and, and he gets he gets a few good ones in every once in a while. He looks at Sarah Sanders and basically said to take one for the team <laughs> and go to North Korea. And he said something like your your husband and your kids will understand because you're doing it for America. Oh my God, I laughed myself silly. I guess it's in her new book. And then you, you get everybody on the left. They're like trying to spin that shit. And I'm like, you know what? Every once in a while, if even if you're on the left, you got to give it to the guy. That's just fucking funny, man. Coffee time. Boo, 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 boo,